No matter the circumstances, always be honest. That probably is one of the greatest life lessons that people learn. And unfortunately, many people don't. They look at honesty as being only when it benefits them. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So, Andrew, I know this happens to you a lot where a friend recommends a book and the book is so good. You just can't wait to tell everybody about it. That has happened. (laughs) Usually you're one of the first people I tell. It's true. And we actually did a podcast on your top books, your books of the year. But we haven't done the one for 2023 yet. Well, I think you know what it's going to be. I mean, we can't announce until the end of the year. This is true. Just because some other book may slip in and displace the current competitor. Tis true. But it would have to be a remarkably, extraordinarily, unbelievably good book to beat the one that is for 2023. And listener, you want just a little sneak peek preview of what that book could be. We did record a podcast on it that we haven't launched yet. With the author. Yes, with the author. And so that should be coming out in the next week or so. But this week being the first week of November, I thought it appropriate to talk about this book that was recommended to me that I love so much because the underlying theme throughout the book is gratitude. Mm. And of course, November is National Gratitude Month, as if we need a special month to put aside to remind ourselves yeah, to be grateful. It reminds me when I was doing the original student writing intensive, mm-hmm. running around the country oh, teaching I love these things. Yes. And on the third day of the four-day student writing intensive, we do the mini books with the topic clincher. And I had a big bag of highlighters. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, the highlighters were all different colors, blue, yellow, pink, mm-hmm. green, and, you know, a bunch of kids are like, I want blue, I want yellow. You could spend 15 minutes negotiating highlighter colors, which I didn't want to do. I didn't have time to do. So I would always say, look, I'm going to throw you a highlighter. And no matter what happens, whether you catch it or whether it hits you in the nose, whether you like the color or hate the color, you say, thank you. Yes. Because if you can learn to be grateful for whatever happens, no matter what it is, you will be a happier person. Exactly. Exactly. And then I would say a really ridiculous thing, which I don't think any kids believe me, but objectively it's true. If you could be equally as grateful for a broken leg as for a million dollars, you would be a perfectly happy person. Exactly. And that highlighter thing, Andrew, the other thing is you didn't let the students trade. They used the one that was tossed at them. Yeah. And sometimes I did try to hit them in the nose. (laughs) It's true. It's true. So this this book is not called The Highlighter Trick. (laughs) No. That would be my book. This is called... The Essential 55. 
And this was written by Ron Clark. The first edition of this was published in 2003. Mm -hmm. I have in my hands the most recent edition, which was published in 2019. And he's had to change some of the, quote, rules. The Essential 55 is essentially a list of 55 rules, plus 26 more, (laughs) that a teacher, Ron Clark, encourages other teachers to teach their students in their classroom. One question I would have if I saw a book by this title, Mm -hmm. Essential 55 Rules You Should Teach All Your Students, don't do it all at once. No, right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We probably need an easy one, easy plus one approach here. Yes. And my friend that I was telling you about that introduced this book to me, she actually puts up a new banner every day or so that has a new rule on it. So she does sequentially go through. And the first one that is in the 2003 book is respond with yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, when speaking to an adult. Well. And so you start there. That That's pretty extreme. <laughs> I, I mean, I, there would be very few classrooms anywhere in this country where kids are being even encouraged, let alone required to do right. such a thing. But I think the idea is just when an adult is speaking to you, acknowledge them. Did you see the movie about him? I have not. It's been a long time mm-hmm. since I saw the movie it's called The Ron Clark Story. Oh, okay. It's one of those teacher hero movies. There's, ah. you know, a half a dozen good ones. And I always mention that in these teacher hero movies, there's always a scene where the teacher is playing some kind of game mm-hmm. to engage otherwise unengaged students. Yes. And when I saw this movie, I realized this is not a game I'm going to play. <laughs> but right. it was that scene where he gets a whole bunch of cartons of chocolate milk. Hmm. And every time they answer a question or something, he drinks a carton of chocolate milk. And he's drinking this unbelievable and unhealthy amount of (laughs) chocolate milk. And then he pretends like he's going to vomit. And of course, this causes all the kids to crack up. And it's one of those things where you you have to meet the students where they're at Mm -hmm. and then have a system to raise them up. And so I'm assuming this is, you know, probably the true Ron Clark, not the the movieized version. <laughs> sure, sure. Although it would be interesting to find out from him how much of that movie is really true. Right. Well, he's got a crazy story of when he used to work for Dunkin' Donuts and locked himself in the oven. And I mean, he's kind of a wacky guy. And I think, you know, today's teacher, you almost have to be that wacky to endear yourself to your students because there's that expectation of arms crossed, what do you got for me? Well, and, you know, there's two schools of thought on that. Not necessarily either one is correct. Mm -hmm. One is edutainment is absolutely necessary. If you're not entertaining while you're teaching, nobody's going to learn anything. But then the opposite side is that's entirely a modern phenomenon. It's Mm -hmm. not necessary. People have learned things for hundreds, thousands of years without being you know, catered to. So, you know, like all things, there's a balance in there. Right, right. And I, of course, enjoy humor in teaching. Yes, yes. I enjoy trying to find engaging things. But there's also a case where, you know, I'm not going to stoop down and drink 20 cartons of chocolate milk. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. But I have seen you fall on a desk (laughs) pretending to be bitten by a blue ringed octopus. Yes, (laughs) that has happened. (laughs) Yes. So do you mind? Can I just read through some of these rules and just ask you I'm sure everyone's very curious. Yes. And so 
again, I just want to kind of focus on the ones that are connected to gratitude because I think that is foundational to all of this. Respond to an adult when spoken to, rule number one. Because you should be grateful if an adult actually speaks to you. (laughs) Well, it's kind of a respect thing, right? It is. And it's not just adults, but fellow classmates, and that actually is rule number three, make eye contact when spoken to. I love that one. When I'm talking to a younger student, I just am so grateful when they look me right in the eye and they have that confidence. Number three, congratulate classmates. Mm. I think that is also mutual respect, right? Well, learning to celebrate together. Well, and he has this rule where you have to applaud and he teaches them how to clap loudly, loudly for at least, I think he says five seconds, something like that. Like not just wimpy clapping. And I know that you demonstrated that, Andrew, when you read a student paper, you ask the students, you don't ask them to, but you demonstrate clapping and all the students just want to chime in and they do clap well. They congratulate each other. Well, it, gives, it creates a certain energy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Respect other students' comments, opinions, and ideas. I think this is so important today. Well, anytime. But his idea is don't look for the argument against what they're saying because you don't always agree with everyone. And he teaches that. You don't have to agree with someone to acknowledge that their idea is a good one. Mm-hmm. And he teaches them how to do that. I like that step-by-step step of this is how to do that. If you win, do not brag. If you lose, do not show anger. Hmm. I can think of a three-year-old grandson who would do well to learn this <laughs> lesson. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a life lesson. Well, we, we know anytime you know, we get caught between that pride and despair, mm-hmm. right? You know, that's why I feel a lot of the grading system that we've brought into schools really, I guess, for 100 years. And now there's moves to go away with it, but they don't know how to replace it with something better. Sure. But you do have like, I'm so good because I get A's or I'll never be good at this because I can never get a good grade. Right. You know, how do you create a feedback system that doesn't cultivate pride, arrogance, or anger and despair. Yeah. That's that's the trick of life right it's there. So, it's so true. Let us know when you've written that book, Andrew, and I'll <laughs> be sure we share it. One of the things that he also says is, and I love this too, if you are asked a question in conversation, ask a question in return. That way the, the conversation is not all about one person. Oh, that's such an important and valuable skill. Mm-hmm. I not long ago went to a family reunion, which was not my family. Oh, okay. And I met a lot of people that I had never met. And I sat next to a young woman, I'd say in her 30s, and sustaining conversation was so exhausting. Mm -hmm. Because I would come up with what I thought was a pretty good question. Yes. And I get a one-word or one-sentence answer, and then silence. Hmm. And after a while, Mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't think of anything more. I didn't want to do any. I mean, I, the whole thing just came to a, a miserable stall. Right. Halt. And then, I don't know, Providence saved me. She got up and moved somewhere else (laughs) in the room. And so I didn't have to try and do that. But it made me realize there is a skill in being able to ask a good question of someone. 
Yes. In contrast, I was recently at an event where a 16-year-old girl, who I've known since she was six or seven years old, so we're kind of friends, although we'd only see each other maybe twice a year. Mm. But she said to me, so tell me something about yourself that I don't know. Okay. I thought, wow, this is dangerous. <laughs> and then she said, I have found this to be a very good thing to ask people because you always learn something that you didn't know, and it stimulates good conversation. Yes. So I said, I will tell you something about myself that you do not know if you will do the same. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yes, yes, yes. But it just, you know, kind of juxtaposed the difference between, you know, a young person who had been cultivating that skill of asking questions mm -hmm. and someone who obviously never been taught or didn't yep. care. I don't know. Right. I do want to mention to any of you listeners who are working out, walking, you know, riding your bike, whatever you're doing when you listen to our podcast, fear not. I will put a link to these notes in our podcast notes so that you don't have to quickly jot them down. But Andrew, some of your, your feedback is super helpful. Did you ever play tennis growing up? Did you ever play on a tennis team or anything like that? No. The few times I played tennis was a very bad experience <laughs> of mostly just chasing balls and being bored and frustrated. So I never got to the point of tennis where it was any fun at all. Well, I did play tennis, the tennis team, for at least a year. I'm trying to remember if it was two or one year or two. But having a conversation with someone who doesn't ask a question in return mm -hmm. is like playing against someone an invisible someone who, who can't return the ball. And I, I, yes, exactly. So I think about the drills of serving. You know, you just get that big basket of balls and you got 100 balls and you've got to get 100 serves. And there's no one on the other side returning them. And you're just thwack, thwack, thwack trying to get it in. Right. And then, of course, you, what you have to do is go to the other side, pick them all up and reserve them to the other side. But that's not fun. <laughs> well, I don't know if the analogy is great because. The best tennis players pretty much just toast their opposition <laughs> on the serve by making an unreturnable serve. Yeah. But I do get your point. Yeah. You know, there has to be back and forth exactly. for there to be engagement level. And so, yeah, teaching kids how to do that is yep. so important. Cover your mouth when you sneeze or cough and say, excuse me. You know, it's almost sad that a teacher would have to create these rules for a class, whereas probably 20, 40 years before, every kid would have had that deeply ingrained mm -hmm. by parents before mm -hmm. they ever stepped in a classroom. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But, you know, that you teach at the point of need. Yep. Exactly right. This next one is something that he sometimes gets some criticism for. Okay. And I understand that. He says, always say thank you when given something. Now, this list just ends right there. Always say thank you, which is, of course, the whole gratitude thing. But he says, within three seconds or I'm going to take it back. <laughs> so it's like, wow, okay. It's probably one of those things like running with weights mm -hmm. or, you know how some English teachers would say, write your whole paper without using be verbs, mm -hmm. is our was or were. Mm -hmm. Not because that is a thing that you want to always do forever. The purpose of running with weights, the purpose of writing under a certain constraint mm -hmm. is to build the muscles. Yep. So that idea of within three seconds is to build the muscle of habit. Yep. You probably would relax that rule, especially if you want people to start to find different ways of saying 
thank you. I love that. Yep, that's good. Surprise others by performing random acts of kindness. Remember that one time that your wife had a problem with a cell phone and she went into the Apple store? And they just gave her a new phone. And they gave her a new phone. Well, yeah, Apple has these kind of weird policies like let's surprise and delight customers so they hate us less. <laughs> well, and I, I know that you came out of that pretty impressed that well, she was able to. I, I'm always looking at how businesses balance mm-hmm. things like that. Obviously, Apple isn't going to do that and just give everybody a new whatever every anytime they have a problem. And we try to do that here too. Yes, right? absolutely. What, what do we call it? Give them the pickle or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. It is called Give Them the Pickle. And I'll have to put a link in the show notes. This is from a story of Bob Farrell. Oh, in the ice cream parlor. Ice cream parlor. And he wrote a whole customer service training program on how to take good care of your customers. And sometimes when a customer wants extra pickles for their hamburger, just give them the pickle. You don't have to charge them for that. It sounds like he was catering particularly to pregnant mothers, ice cream <laughs> and pickles. Like what's the uh, combination be. there? Could be. One of his rules is do not ask for a reward. Mm. That's a tough one for kids, isn't it? Yep. Because yep. they're always thinking, what's in it for me? What mm-hmm. do I get? Yep. My grandchildren were spending the night Five-year-old granddaughter, she sees that the kitchen floor is a little Mm crumb-filled, dirty. And (laughs) in particular, I don't know who designed this house, but there's a heating vent Mm. on the floor right next to the stove. Oh, dear. Where you're cooking. Mm -hmm. And so this heating vent, it just gets full of gunk. Mm -hmm. Bad decision. Mm -hmm. I always cover that with a a throw rug. Mm. But nevertheless junk gets in there. And so I lifted it up because something fell in there. And then she sees it's all filled with gunk. Mm -hmm. And so she says, I'll clean that for you. If you give me one penny. Oh. (laughs) And I thought, this is a good deal. Right. But what's the lesson? Mm -hmm. Yep. Another rule Greet visitors and make them feel welcome. I think schools do this pretty decently mm-hmm. well. I would say almost every school I've been in, the schools I've been in are the type that would try to reinforce this behavior. But you walk in and then all the students, you know, sometimes they'll even stand up, but mm-hmm. at least they'll oh, say, I love that. Yeah. you know, good morning, Mr. Pudua or whatever. And that is a very important a basic hospitality that goes to the ancient world. It's so true, Andrew. So I taught in middle school for one semester. <laughs> and then they were so gracious and moved me down into the primary grade. So I taught first and second <laughs> grade for several years. And I spent a lot of time those first couple weeks training students. This is how you stand in line. This is where you sit. This is what how you walk into class. This is where you put your book bag. This is where you hang up your jacket. This is how you go into the restroom and wash your hands just so that they knew. And I never taught them that part. I like that. Stand up when Mr. Branch walks into the room and greet him. How kind that would be. How sweet that would be. How impressive that would have been for my <laughs> for my students to be able to demonstrate that they're well-behaved. Well, I, I love that. One thing your comment about that reminds me is that we all deeply crave to know mm-hmm. the order, the yes. system, the rules. But we live in a world today where people have been kind of 
cause to be allergic to rules. Yeah. Like people think, well, rules are going to impinge on my freedom. Yeah. So, oh, a dress code, I can't wear whatever I want. A speech code, I can't say whatever I want. Mm -hmm. You know, that creates chaos. Mm -hmm. And if you're dealing with roomfuls of seven-year-olds, right, <laughs> chaos will be contagious. Yes, yes. Right? If you teach someone this is where you put your stuff mm -hmm. and everybody practices that yep. and their stuff goes in the place where it's supposed to be every day and you don't have to remind people, life is better. Yes. And if you don't, everybody's stuff is all over the place and you're constantly having to, you know, rehabilitate your environment to where it's tolerable. Yep. And what interests me is this deep level desire that we have to know the rules. Mm -hmm. Children illustrate this quite well, but it's a lifelong thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, it kind of reminds me of Jordan Peterson. Oh, okay. His book, what, what's the title of his book? The first one. 12 Rules. 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos. Oh, I love that. Yep. Right? And then his second book, 12 More Rules, right? <laughs> well, why? There's something deeply satisfying and ordering when mm -hmm. we know what to do. Yep. And then we can be more productive and more creative and, and more free. Yep. Rules really create a freedom from chaos and disorganization and the burden of that. Yep. I remember when I was a, that young school teacher, Dr. Dobson was a big name in parenting and education. And he said, don't smile until Thanksgiving. Basically, the idea is set your classroom in order. And I don't think he actually meant that because right. no student wants to walk into a grumpy teacher. They want to walk into a, a bright smile. But, you know, the point is, and I've said this, if you start strict, mm -hmm. especially in terms of the structure and style and mm -hmm. the double spacing and the format your paper this way and don't turn it in unless it meets these criteria, that if you start strict, mm -hmm. later you can relax some rules yes. or overlook some things and you're fine. Mm -hmm. But if you don't start strict, everyone will just stomp all over the system. Yep. Yep. And I wonder if Ron Clark would have liked our structure and style approach to teaching writing. Well, I think so. I, I I absolutely agree with you, Andrew. And, you know, he now has been, he's received so many awards. He was on Oprah Winfrey. He's a big name. Truth be told, I actually invited him to join us on this podcast, but he probably didn't even see my little message where I reached too, out too to Too famous him. for us. Too famous for us. But I bet he's got his own Ron Clark Academy. We should have our schools division reach out to them and see, hey, you want to try? Oh, so he's running a school now. Yeah, he does. He runs oh, a school. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, back to this list. And of course, like I said at the beginning, I'm not going to get through all 55 of them. I just picked out a few that I thought were remarkable. After dining in the cafeteria or elsewhere, be responsible for your trash, and I suppose by extension, plate. And this, I had my grandchildren staying with me for a few days, and I taught them what I taught my boys growing up. And that is when you're all done eating, you say, that was a good meal, mom. May I be excused? Only they wouldn't say that. They'd say, that was a good meal. Dinga. They call me Dinga. Dingo. It's a word that they came up with. And so really? it's my own. It's my grandma name. May I be excused? And then I decide whether or not I'm going to excuse them based on do we just need to have pleasant 
conversation at the table a little bit longer or is it okay for you to leave? And then when they leave, they get down, they push in their chair and they take their dishes and for them, they just put it in the sink. You know, I think a lot of young parents may perceive that type of thing as being just too authoritarian, Mm. too rigid, too controlling of children. But isn't the goal for them to learn to control themselves? It's true. So that as teenagers, Mm -hmm. they have a sense of, is it appropriate for me to leave Mm -hmm. or should I be sitting here politely continuing a conversation, waiting for other people to finish, et cetera? And I think too many people, if they don't have that when they're young, they're not going to acquire it easily mm-hmm. later on. Yep. Kind of the, the one that cracked me up on the list is when answering the phone at home, <laughs> you know, say your name and be polite and appropriate. I just realized none of my grandchildren live in a home with a phone right. anymore. Right. But it was a good skill. Mm-hmm. So people who did grow up having to answer the phone in an appropriate way and being taught by parents and I guess supported by teachers, well, that's a professional skill. Exactly, yep. Whereas a lot of kids, I don't know, they may pick up the phone. Actually, (laughs) a lot of them don't just pick up the phone. Like, it's rude to call people. Yeah, don't call people, you just text them first, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right, just a couple more, just along this this idea of respect and gratitude. Mm -hmm. I mean, basic one, never cut in line. I mean, wow, what does that mean? Well, or at least ask. But what about all the people behind you that you've now cut in front of as well? You only need to get permission from the person you're going to stand (laughs) right. I do think we have to be careful when Mm -hmm. creating rules that we create rules that are very concrete and always possible to achieve, no matter the circumstances, always be honest. I love that one. That probably is one of the greatest life lessons that people learn. Mm -hmm. And again, unfortunately, many people don't. They look at honesty as being only when it benefits them. Or only if they get caught, do they have to admit that they had done something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I think, so you would recommend this book to whom? Well. You obviously liked it. I did. I like it. I do believe it has universal appeal. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, we have to be critical as we're reading the book in a sense that we need to be thinking people and saying, yeah, this doesn't apply to my situation. But certainly classroom teachers, certainly parents, certainly even bosses to have an expectation at work. This is the goofiest thing. And maybe I'll just end with this little story. We have coffee in our office. We have really good coffee. Someone, the boss of everything here, insists that we have fair trade organic coffee that is whole bean that we grind and brew right here in the office. I'm very grateful that we do that. Yes. (laughs) But sometimes we run out. On a Monday morning, we might run out soon. And we have a way of notifying others of opening up the lid so that people know, oh, don't try and pull from that pot. It's an air pot. Make a new pot. Make a new pot instead. And so, you know, it's just kind of a a rule of etiquette and refill the hot water kettle for tea and just kind of thinking of the preciousness of others, being grateful for them, compliment them when they do something well. See, I would say that a lot of his rules apply 
even in the workplace, in families, in any time there's more than a bunch of people together. You know, I think for a classroom, having 55 rules that you announce to everybody and try and enforce all year, and that's a lot of rules. I have noticed, though, a very interesting one. You know, we've been working with the Hillsdale Mm -hmm. K-12 and co-publishing, and so I've had a chance to go into a few different of the Hillsdale-affiliated schools. Mm -hmm. And the ones I've been in, so I don't know if it's every school, but the ones I've been in all have the same poster on the wall. If I recall correctly, it's the word THINK Mm. in an acronym. Mm -hmm. So is it thoughtful? Like before you speak, this is what you're supposed to go. Is it thoughtful? Is it honest? Is it interesting? Mm. Is it necessary? Or is it kind? Mm. And if it doesn't meet one or more of those, should you really say it? Right. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. I think I think I got the think thing correct. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to say, no, you, you got the I wrong or whatever. <laughs> but I do like things that are simpler, clearer, easier to reinforce on a daily basis. You know, if we had a style checklist with 55 things on it, well, first of all, it'd just be way over painful. It'd be extremely hard to enforce. So I would say a teacher who looks at this list or gets mm-hmm. the book would be best to glean what they can and maybe simplify mm-hmm. or combine a few mm-hmm. just to make it more manageable. Yep. And if you're introducing a rule, teach it and reinforce it and require it, right? I, I think of our checklist. You know, If it's on the checklist, it's a requirement. It's not a suggestion. So as much as possible. I think what we have done here at IEW kind of dovetails with this idea of appropriate. Yes, you're right. We do not have 55 things on our checklist, but I think overall. One of these reminds me of a joke. Okay, good. Let's end with a joke. It's on his list that you gave me here, 36. Hold the door for people rather than letting it close on them. Okay. There was a very elderly male senator who was holding the door in the Capitol building for a younger, kind of more feminist-oriented lawmaker. And she said, you don't have to hold the door for me just because I'm a woman. And he said, madam, I do not hold the door for you because you are a woman. I hold the door for you because I am a gentleman. Aw, I like that. Which is sweet. Yep. So be a gentleman. Be a gentleman. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcasts. Here you can also find show notes and relevant links from today's broadcast. One last thing. Would you mind going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast? This really helps other smart, caring listeners like you find us. Thanks so much.